What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of your local podcast. Today is episode 32. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Jordan Hauser Digital. That is my video company here in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. If you and your company are in need of some video marketing content, you can check out greensburgvideo.com. There's a bunch of content up there for you guys to check out. And if you want to make a video with me, Go ahead and hit that contact bar and shoot me a message. We'll plan something out and get you rolling. So check out greensburgvideo.com for all of your video and photography marketing needs. Or if you'd like to sponsor an episode of this very podcast, you can do so by reaching out to me at the local724.com and just head over to the contact page and fill out that form. So if you think your business is a good fit for the listeners of this show, go ahead and reach out at the local724.com. Today in studio, we have Lauren Bunches. She's the executive director of the Latrobe Art Center. Let's strap in, get ready for a great show, and help me welcome Lauren. Welcome to the local 724 podcast in three, two, one. Lauren Bunches in the house. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm glad that uh, we finally got you in here. It was a long time coming. <laughs> it was. I think uh, we started talking back in February. Or something mm-hmm. like that. I believe so for an April show. And oh my god! Yeah. So, COVID, yep. <laughs> COVID problems. But yeah. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about the art center? What's going on these days, and and what you do there? Okay. Well, um, Latrobe Art Center. It's been in town since about two thousand two. Uh, it started as the brainchild of two local artists, uh, Nancy Laney Rogers Crozier, uh, the sister of Fred Rogers, and uh, her friend uh, Elizabeth Libby. Uh, Odge and Hazlett, and they were watercolor, well, um, yeah, they were both watercolor artists, uh, painted with uh, the Latrobe Art League for years, which was in several buildings, kind of got shoved around some basements and things like that, yeah. and then kind of decided <laughs> at one point, I think I think I've heard the story was, unfortunately, both ladies have pa- since passed away, so uh-huh. I haven't heard from them directly, but I've heard the story is that they were sitting in some basement listening to a lecture, and they're sitting behind a pillar... <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, this is ridiculous. We can't see anybody or do anything. And they also didn't like the fact they couldn't display their artwork anywhere. You yeah. know, they made some great pieces, but, you know, they're not going to go into the Westmoreland Museum of American Art here around the corner, right, you know, yeah. necessarily, at least not for a while. So they thought, let's get our own place. Um, well, that's awesome. Yeah. So they, they got an old, uh, you know, a storefront a business had just moved out a couple years ago, or before that in 2002 and made a physical space. They were there for about 10 years, expanded classes, expanded the space, um, got the next storefront, mm-hmm. added a cafe, and got the next storefront. So yeah. we're trying to take over the entire block of The whole block. <laughs> <laughs> Two more to go. <laughs> yeah, I, it's awesome. It's a pretty impressive space. Like when you go down there and just, uh, you know, you get to walk from room to room and see like what all is available to, to look at and to purchase and, and things like that. Do you guys have, I guess, pre-COVID you guys were having, uh, you know, all kinds of um, classes and seminars and things like that. So the the inconvenient thing about this year in COVID was we'd actually held off on some of our winter classes because we were doing renovations in our main classroom space. Yeah. So we actually didn't start classes until about February, but normally we do start them in January. But we and we limited how many we were having. <laughs> so thinking, oh, but we'll just have them extend into March and April. Um, some of them are, you know, several week long classes, and others are just one off classes. But yep, that was kind of it. it. Was like, whoops, we got into March. I think one of 
one or two of our classes only got one or two classes in out of like a series of six. Yeah. And then it was like, you know, we thought we'd close for two weeks and then it became longer. And then we just start calling people and asking if they wanted refunds. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, everybody else has been dealing with that too. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's gotta be insane just for like everybody. I mean, I know like on my end and things, it was just like, I had a bunch of work lined up and then all of a sudden it was just done. And I was like, Oh, cool. How am I paying bills? So it was just like, you know, and I, I don't know. I think there was like some sort of like security in the fact that everyone was going through it. So it was just kind of like, all right, well, I mean, what can I do? <laughs> you know? Well, that's kind of the thing. It's like, you know, this is terrible, but yeah. it's kind of terrible together. So it's right. less lonely in some ways. For sure. Uh, Absolutely. Especially yeah. with other nonprofits like Greensburg Art Center, I know is having the same issues we are. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure Sama and Ligonier is having, you know, the same issues. And yeah. one's a bit of a bigger organization, so probably not quite the same, but, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine that they're probably, they probably have some padding <laughs> to to yeah. work through first. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they have more staff too. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you know, it's still the same thing. I, you know, I've heard predictions that, uh, of nonprofits that they're, well, who knows, but like, uh, two thirds of nonprofits might close because of this. So, you know, you have to you worry about that, but then you realize too, you're kind of all in the same boat. Yeah. Um, but it seems like donors and people have been very helpful and generous. Um, you know, so we just have to hope that our community is strong. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I mean, that's great that the community is still reaching out and doing what they can, you know, even in, in a tough time like this. So mm-hmm. that's pretty amazing. About, you know, your shows and things like that, like what, um, I mean, how often were you guys having different shows and different uh, exhibits? You know, how often were those like getting refreshed? So COVID has not really interrupted that, actually. Oh, that's um, awesome. Not too much. Um, we have two major shows each year. The first one's called our annual open show. Mm-hmm. That one is in June and that happens for, that's open to anybody ages three and up. Um, three. You know, so nice. yeah, you know how to draw, you can enter the show. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, mission fees, five bucks for the kids uh, up until age 17. And then after that, it gets, you know, a little pricier, but um, mm-hmm. I think it's like $25. Um, I should know this because this happened last month. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, and then uh, for the more professional artists, you know, um, so they can submit up to two pieces, and everything gets in the show, you know, as long as it follows some basic guidelines that are on mm-hmm. our website. And we normally just put it up, and everyone enjoys it. We have an opening reception. It's great, because you'll see that five-year-old girl who sees her drawing up on the wall. Um, and we have requirements. You can't just hand a piece of paper. You have to have it framed, you know, yeah. uh, ready to hang. So it's great, because they get to see themselves up with all these professional artists as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so we – and we – so we thought about it, you know, uh, we didn't know where things would be. And, but when we were playing this show, we were still in the red phase. So there was predict, I think Governor Wolf had said that we were going into the yellow phase by May 18th, you know, so we knew by about mid May that we could probably have the show the way it was, but we kind of didn't want to have all the artists coming and bringing their artworks in as well. We thought that might actually be a deterrent since we were still in yellow. So we came up with a virtual show. So we just put it up on our website, made gallery spaces for each of the five categories that we have, and then we had a reception. Um, we could have had the reception at that point because we were in the green phase, but we had no artworks in the art center. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we decided just to do a virtual award ceremony, yeah. which was the, the judge gave us, you know, 
all his criteria why he picked the pieces he did in each of the age categories and you know skill categories and it was wonderful well that's awesome yeah i mean like everybody has to adapt to these like odd things now i mean it's just it's kind of what you have to do and you know i think the businesses out there that are doing it uh they're you know being more celebrated than others i mean it's just like you know you have to make it easy on yourself you have to make it easy on the community uh your patrons whoever is going to come in mm-hmm. but uh you know that's a it's a great thing i mean it was i say it a lot on the show like you know a lot of people were like you can't work from home you can't work from home like all my life in every job i've had like you know it's impossible we can't do this now all of a sudden everybody's allowed to work from home everybody exactly. can work from home it was possible all these years but um yeah it's just like you know people that are adapting it's very important and especially like for the art world and stuff like having those kids be able to you know, showcase their pieces with, you know, uh, more professional artists and things. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like, that's pretty amazing. I think just to see probably the look on a kid's face when he's just like standing there and he's like <laughs> dressed up and he's like, yeah, this is my piece. And it's pretty neat. Yeah. What do you guys see? Like, you know, age range and stuff like that. Like from the kids, do you guys get like a lot of, of younger kids that are involved? We do. Um, now, we often, more often than not, see them through school groups, but that was all, you know, canceled this year. But um, we do have some um, monthly one-off art classes uh, through Latro uh, Parks and Recreation. Um, and then we also, we do summer camps. In fact, we're, gonna, we're trying in-person summer camps next week. Uh, very small number of kids, though. Mm-hmm. So um, we're limiting it and doing health checks, you know, when you enter and all that fun stuff. Yeah. But, um, no, we get, we get a good response with kids, definitely. Um, but that's kind of the... It's kind of the great thing about all this is that, like last year for the open show, for example, I saw some artworks that were absolutely amazing. And you know, each judge is different for these shows. So I knew there was this one I loved. It was this Roberto Clemente sketch uh, by. Oh wow! Uh, yes, and the artist, uh, you know, I think like nine, ten years old, maybe. But he, really? it was beautiful, and I was really hoping it would actually get picked. Um, well, the artist. Or the judge did not go with that piece. Yeah. That's what happens. You know, it's art subjective. So, yeah. you know. Uh, but this year, that same uh, that same artist submitted some more pieces and has got uh, first place for his age category. Oh, wow. So. Yeah, that's it great. Was nice to see that. Yeah, that's awesome. It's cool to see, like, you know, young kids growing into, like, the art world and things like that. Like, especially, like, art and music. Things that I think are just, like, so important for kids. Like, that's the... <sighs> That's where me and my friends were. Like, we were always, like, you know, giving up our study halls to go get an extra art class. Or, like, (laughs) if we dropped, I specifically dropped an accounting class, and somehow they allowed me to take another art class. So I had three a day. Uh Uh-huh. And it was just, like, it was awesome. And, uh, you know, it was just, at that point, that's what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to do something creative. And that really fostered, you know, that creativeness in me to, like, move forward with it it was like it was really awesome do you do any art yourself um i do well i'm a photographer i've moved on to things that are you know less uh fine art category stuff it's like hey so yeah i mean (laughs) photography photography, is being seriously considered you know as an art form more so than it was before Mm -hmm. yeah it's awesome uh i run my own video company okay so i do a lot of advertising and things like that for local businesses and things um but I actually, I think I started, I went art classes all the way up into college. I took some classes at uh, Three C's. 
um, in the art, uh, whatever that was called, the art club. Okay. And uh, that's when I started like submitting to shows and stuff. So I, I oh. won a best of show for a photography at California University. And then when you guys opened, I submitted <laughs> and I won a first or second place in a photography competition there too. So. You could still submit artwork. It's just unfortunately, yeah. since you've won something already, you'd be in our professional art category. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Our amateur artists are actually artists who haven't won an award before. Yeah. So it's really cool. I mean, like it was a lot of fun because I actually I remember like the to accept the award or whatever. I had I was working at uh, Honda Village and okay. I was like detailing cars. I was like, "Can I please take like one hour off?" I drove to Latrobe, said thank you. It was like, <laughs> "Okay, great." Back to detailing cars. <laughs> I didn't even get to like hang out, but, uh, yeah, it was awesome. And it really like felt great to be able to like go down there and like, you know, have, I guess like your professional peers and stuff like, you know, looking at your stuff, congratulating you, talking to you, asking you questions about like, you know, your craft, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you yeah, know, it was just like, it's really cool. It's very inclusive, you know, uh, type of crowd that you guys get down there. It is. Um, and actually, we have a new partnership with Greensburg Art Center. Last, starting last year, we actually did a joint show with them. Um, it called, it's called Art Neighbors. So we uh, had it at, the art, at our art center last year, since we have a little more space than Greensburg Art Center mm-hmm. to exhibit and display. And we just wanted to see how it went. So uh, they have it this year. They were going to have it March through the end of April, I think. And then, of course, COVID happened, so they, yeah. <laughs> they scrapped that and changed the date to now the submission dates are due by August 1st. They hope to have this show up within the next week after that, and it should go, um, I think it should start out August 15th, I think, is the the opening date, because that's also the night of the reception. Oh, cool. Well, yeah. They're hoping to have the reception in the parking lot uh, outside, the gravel parking lot out there, so, um, you know, we... We definitely will be there if we're still allowed to do all that. And right, we'll have yeah. some food trucks and stuff just to sort of space things out and keep things sanitary. That's awesome. They What they do there with their receptions is they make all their food. So, you know. Yeah. That's um, pretty, I, that's awesome. I it, mean, it's cool that, like, you know, even, like, the TGIS, like, the music series from the yeah. Cultural Trust is, like, you know, they found a way to continue. And, you know, it's a little... It's a little funny that they have to like spray paint you into like little blocks and stuff like that. But like, here's your box. Yeah, it's like stay in the box and everything's good. And you know, it's goofy, but you know, it it works. Uh, people are able to go and do things out in the community, and it's like seems it's like, a lot of fun. Seems like people are mostly respectful with all that too. Yeah, you know, um, which most, is good. Yeah, most people. Yeah, <laughs> so. we have those outliers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, like, as far as events and different things that you guys are brainstorming right now to take place in the future, mm-hmm. like, what uh, what are some of the things that you guys are doing? And then, I guess, some of the limitations that you guys have, you know, for those things. Well, to make another plug for an exhibition, we have our Fred Rogers Fine Arts Annual Jury uh, Juried Exhibition coming up in September. Mm-hmm. and. You are a wildcat, so, you yes. know, you remember the art collection on the walls at Gridilla Tropes oh, in yeah. high school. Well, this is the this is one of the shows where artwork is selected to go into that collection. Oh, so wow. Yeah. That, so we get, you know, it's a juried show, so everybody sends in uh, pictures of their pieces, and the juror, this year it's uh, Cecile Shellman. Um, she used to be the diversity catalyst at the Carnegie Museums, and now she's a consultant for various arts organizations in Pittsburgh. Wow. And she's going to pick, you know, about around 70 pieces or so, they're going to go into the show, and then she'll come back and actually judge the pieces for awards. Um, 
once we get them all in and all up. We decided that one, we have to have the pieces physically there. But we still plan to do a virtual show to supplement the physical show. And then we don't know if the reception will be virtual or not, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens by September 9th. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but the problem we have is that the students from the school district come in to judge the pieces themselves and select a couple to be considered in their collections. Mm-hmm. Um, the elementary schools don't just straight up buy the pieces, but the high school always comes in first. They make their selections, uh, so we reserve those pieces for them. Then the junior high comes in, and then the elementary schools. The elementary schools once can just, and I believe the junior high just straight up buy their pieces. But, you know, at the senior high school, it's a selection process. Um, SAMA also has a show uh, in November that they do the same thing. It's also uh, pieces selected. Um, And pieces do get in both shows, too. So some of the stuff that gets in at SAMA Mm -hmm. that didn't get selected ends up at our show. It might get selected second time around. So, you know, that's kind of cool. But um, we have to figure out how to do it virtually, though, because I I talked to the school district, and they did say, you know, we're probably not going to have the kids come out um, just for their safety. So. Mm We can do that. We can have polls online with the pictures, you know, and students, the student council can select them. And then whoever has the most votes that goes into the collection or, you know, gets selected to be considered to go into the collection. That's awesome. So we're adapting that way. And then virtual classes is really kind of the next goal, really. Um, mm-hmm. So we're, we're planning some some uh, painting classes, uh, you know, where everyone picks up the supplies ahead of time and then either get them a live Zoom link or do something pre-recorded if it's, you know, fairly easy to follow. Um, yeah. And then benefit of Zoom, of course, you can ask questions as they go along there. But, you know, our instructors have been very adaptable, too. They're willing to talk to anybody who does have questions if they're stuck on something, even if it's pre-recorded. So yeah. we've been experimenting with it and seeing how it's going. So Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. I mean, like, there's multiple ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I could imagine you guys would probably, like, if you did, like, a pre-recorded thing, you could probably put that, like, in a Facebook group or something and, mm-hmm. you know, go through and respond to questions that way. Um, we did yeah. a test run with oil painting, actually, with Doreen Curry. One How of did our, it go? It went very well. It was received very well. So it was great. She did a 40-minute, um, you know, uh, instructional video on how to paint a bird's nest. And... It was received very well. There were a couple questions somebody had, but we just forwarded them to Doreen, and she was able to answer them again. Nice. And the great thing about oil painting is you can kind of stop there and pick it up later. Yeah. Watercolor is harder to do with that sort of thing. It's sort of mm-hmm. have to get it done while you're doing it. Um, you know, you can touch some things up, but sometimes you really have to work with that stuff um, as it's happening. So, yeah. you know, that's probably going to be more of a live Zoom thing, but... Yeah, we're working on yeah. it. <laughs> a lot of people are doing it. I know, you know, a bunch of businesses like some yoga people and yeah. you know, any kind of dance classes. Mm-hmm. People are doing what they can to do some kind of like a live Facebook or live like a Zoom thing, like a Zoom call or something. But uh, it's all, you know, it's you all know, about adapting. All this, so. That was the thing. Like, I'm kind of the most tech savvy person at the art center, which is probably yeah. not saying a whole lot. <laughs> uh, so when this all started, we didn't really know. I didn't know how to video edit, you know, yeah. and we we managed to crank out a bunch of videos with supplies that you can have at home. So we were really focusing not on paint so much as like drawing and craft and that sort of thing. Um, But it was, it was great. Just the response we got. We even asked some of our artists, Hey, do you want to do a quick tutorial on something? And we had, uh, uh, some of them did some watercolor ones. We had someone do thumbprint art. Uh, You know, it was, it was great. Yeah. You know, that's really neat. And then like, I mean, even for kids that are like staying home and parents that have to sit there and like, you know, watch the kids and maybe they're not doing a full day's worth of school. Like, you know, some art uh, activities and things like that would be 
pretty fantastic. I'm speaking from experience here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like that would be really neat to have like, you know, hey, you, you know, for the next uh, 40 minutes or something like that, you guys are going to go on and like do this like cool activity and things. I think that would be really neat. And, you know, it's just, again, it's just like community coming together and doing things to really kind of keep themselves current still and, you know, to to help out, you know, people out in the community that are struggling to watch their kids, keep them busy, you know. You can even, only play so many video games. Even keep them connected. Uh, we yeah. actually also had a virtual open studio. Every Thursday we have something called Open Studio, and it's just it's just the artists come in and paint or, you know, work on whatever. Sometimes they just sit there and eat lunch. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, of course, when we were closed, we didn't have that, so we started doing, like, a weekly Zoom meeting. Mm-hmm. Well, I think maybe one artist actually did any artwork during that because it was mostly just catching up with people for two hours. Oh, yeah. You know, like, hey, how are you doing? You know, what's going on? And, <laughs> and I miss you, and I haven't left the house in this long, and this is how much my hair is getting gray up here. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, so it, it was a lot of fun, and actually I was kind of sad when we – shut that down. But once we got back into the art center, it was really kind of hard to keep it going because yeah. we'd be trying to do the business at the art center while still being on the zoom call. Yeah. So it'd be awkward situations, but I just get up and like walk to deal with a customer. <laughs> so I'd have <laughs> be a right back. chair. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your background as far as like art goes. What, uh, how did you become, you know, the head honcho down there? Well, here's the thing. Everyone thinks I'm an artist. I am not. Oh, yeah? I'm actually more of a crafter. Um, I just like nonprofits. Uh, my, my background, I have a bachelor's in journalism and a bachelor in history. Um, I was going to be a history professor. That was my, my big goal. And then I just I, I, I went to Pitt, and I got a fellowship that helped me. It was a grad-level project, and I did a history project. And I kind of realized after doing it, I don't think I want to be a professor. Like, this isn't the kind of work I really want to do, all this research and yeah. such. It's it's cool, but, you know, it just wasn't for me. Um, so then it was kind of like, well, dang, I'm in my senior year, and what do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> so I actually have bounced around. I was at Bushy Run Battlefield for uh, the first year that they were no longer run by the state. I was their museum facilitator. Okay. And then I bounced around to working for a small business as a kind of – catch-all, uh, jack-of-all-trades, and then I ended up at the Carnegie Museums of Art and Natural History for uh, three and a half years. Nice. Yeah. So, um, in the marketing department. So, Very cool. Yeah. yeah. So, that was kind of my creative bit was actually, I'm more of a creative writer, so mm-hmm. coming up with, you know, um, how to phrase things in a way that's interesting to people was yeah. really quite a nice challenge, and that's kind of what my chops are, really. I was kind of more hired for the fact that I'm more of a marketer, and, you know. A good copywriter. Yeah. Yeah. So they were, I think they were looking for more for an administrator when they were hiring um, than an artist, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but we, in the funny thing is, actually, I think we only really have one serious artist on our staff, and that's our staff member, Seth Rupert. Uh, oh, cool. You know, everybody else, you know, we'll do, like, all the, the um, you know, the instructional painting stuff, but none of oh, us yeah, can, yeah. Uh, you know, my stick figures are about the best I can do. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what does Seth do? Uh, What's he, his medium? He actually, well, he teaches kind of all of our kids' classes for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, but uh, so, you know, pretty much any kind of medium, I, it, you know, that like, you know, watercolor stuff, acrylic stuff, uh, just drawing, that sort of thing. But yeah. he kind of focuses more on 
you know, kind of just more just painting for kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never seen him do an oil or anything like that. I'm not sure if yeah. he has, but he'll work with oil pastels and things like that too. And comes that's up fun. with some really creative projects. That is, that's it's a lot of fun. I remember just like, you know, having my three art classes a day and like, I was just like constantly working on like different projects and things. And I played with painting and things like that. I wasn't really great at it. I, would, <laughs> I had to do like, like I'd grid out like a canvas and kind of like, you know, trace it. Oh, well not trace it, but kind of like go little by little, like grid it out. Yeah. And, um, that worked for me. Like I took drawing classes in college and, uh, I was, I was terrible. (laughs) Like I'm just not a fine artist, but I think like I did take painting classes in college and I thought they were like so much fun. Yeah. Um, the, my professor, he really kind of understood that I wanted to do things that were like kind of non-traditional just kind of like very abstract stuff um because that's how I got creative so like we were just doing like a lot of like tape I would put like tape up and like cover it and then pull that and then put different designs on it with different colors and things kind of see what the result would be yeah and just like and then I started doing kind of like more like geometric stuff like I would kind of like pattern stuff out and do different things so it was kind of like you know, it would look weird. Color combinations that were kind of like mess with your eyes a little bit, and it would look like kind of 3D-ish or something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was really cool. I always think about, like, you know, especially during the quarantine, I was like, man, I should really just, like, paint something. Like, why not? Like, give it a shot. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's always time. Art, art, though, like, it's the thing, like, I, you know, I love it. I'm just not particularly skilled. Now, of course, if I took some classes, I'm pretty sure I'd at least get somewhat, you know, mm-hmm. okay there. Um, but the thing is, like I said, I'm a crafter. So I find it very relaxing to sit and just, like, make some paper flowers, you know, yeah. or something like that. Um, I sew, too. So um, not that good. Nobody commissioned me for <laughs> <laughs> outfits or anything. But, you know. Yeah. Um, but we... Uh, what was it? it? I was at the when I was at the Carnegie Museum in Natural History. They uh, they had a frozen day, so I kind of did the whole like oh, that's cool. knock on the door of the program person there and said, "Hey, if I make an Elsa costume, can I be Elsa?" There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Never been so popular in my entire life. Oh, I bet you were probably <laughs> surrounded for days. And the, the costume definitely looks like knockoff Elsa. But that's okay. Yeah. Well, that's all right. <laughs> Disney's not coming after me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got a long time for that to come uh, public domain. Exactly. <laughs> But, you know, it's just, it's, it's being creative is just so comforting. And it really was yeah. during quarantine too, you know, um, you know, we kind of like, you know, all had to go home all at once and, and Seth, we weren't able to get him really hooked up to start doing tutorials until a couple weeks into it. So at yeah. first I was kind of doing that was real home. hard. That was that hard. was tough to like, really kind of think like logistically, okay, I need a webcam is the audio decent enough on this thing like are people going to be able to hear me or am i shouting like you know if you back up from a mic you've got that like terrible space there that you can hear and it's just like what am i going to do and like you know you don't want people to say this sucks (laughs) like so you have to like like you're like i'm gonna do it i want to do it well right yeah oh lighting was the hard part for me it was because i'm i'm in a spare bedroom in my house with all these lights, oh my, it was so much adjusting, stand up, go, you know, uh, turn on the camera, come back down, you know, see yeah. how it looks. Because I had to do it all by myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough. 
window light. That's what I keep telling people. Like I make YouTube videos too about like how to light and how to do camera work and okay. stuff like that. Oh, and, I wish I'd had those. Right? <laughs> I'm always telling people like sit by a window, sit right beside a window and you're, you're pretty much good. Like that'll take care of 90% of the work. Oh, well that's by the one location in my house. My, that room works so well. There you go. <laughs> it was next to a window. Yep. Window light. It's awesome. You'll see like a lot of like Hollywood people that, you know, like uh, the office ladies podcast and stuff like that. Yes. Like if you have seen any of that. Yes. They're always kind of like in their closets or whatever. And I just assume because of the lighting, I don't know, maybe Jenna Fisher can light, but it seems like w- what's in front of her is a window. Like, because oh. you can see like everything is just so nice and flat and like everything is yeah, <laughs> just so natural. But uh, yeah, I'd be surprised if that was actually a light panel. I don't know. Maybe it is. Oh. She's pretty, uh, she's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> she is. Yeah. But um, I mean, like, do you guys have like much planned for the future or... Kind of just inching along or? Uh, Well, we're trying to plan more for virtual classes. And we're trying more. um, Actually, one of the projects Seth came up with, uh, we want to do a Baby Yoda painting for uh, the second (laughs) season, The Mandalorian, coming out. So uh, Very popular. (laughs) Exactly. And the great thing about that is we normally have a program called, well, a class called Pop the Cork, which is supposed to be for ages 21 plus. You come in. What do you do there? You just bring your own like glass of wine. <laughs> what do you think you do there? <laughs> a little um, bit of wine, huh? It's a it's a little bit of a paint by numbers thing. A little more skilled than that, obviously. Yeah. But um, the great thing is, it's you can crank. You know, it's like something painting with a twist or something like yeah. that. You can crank out a painting in like two and a half hours, and it looks pretty decent. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really fun. Like when you get to a, a, a space or like a class or something like that, where they break it down into just like basic shapes. It's like, oh, put like a little S here. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, I can do that. Yeah. And, you know, two hours later, it's it's a tree or something like that. It's a tree with leaves. It doesn't look crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or like broccoli. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, broccoli. Yes. Yeah. That's the majority of my trees. Yeah. (laughs) Those are my trees as a kid. I don't do trees so much anymore. (laughs) They're probably still broccoli. (laughs) That's awesome. That's really neat that, you know, you guys are able to keep coming up with these ideas and like keep things, keep things flowing. But, uh, and then yeah, we're hoping people can pick up the supplies at the art center and then just take it home and do it on their own Mm -hmm. time. You know? So do you guys provide like the paint and the brushes and all of that stuff? Or still figuring out what to do with the brushes. Cause they're kind of expensive. So we're thinking maybe we just do a loan program with that, you know, put a deposit down. Here's your brushes. You don't bring them back. We keep the deposit, you know? (laughs) No, that's yeah, that's good. You know? So that's kind of what we were thinking. Um, you know, or even doing like a series, like if you sign up for four of them, we'll get you a package, you know, mm-hmm. deal on that. And then you can take all the supplies at once and, you know, yeah. it might be cheaper that way. So we're, we're still sort of playing around how that's going to go exactly. But, um, yeah. but Seth's planning the other projects too. Um, and the great thing too, is like, like, you know, the baby Yoda, like adults and kids could do that and right, still yeah. be great. You know, not all of our Paintings are exactly like that when we do those. So mm-hmm. I know he's also coming up with like a Nightmare Before Christmas one for Halloween. And oh, that would be awesome. You know, yeah. Our stuff. boys would like that a oh, lot. Nice. Definitely. Big fans. Oh, yeah. They like, they like, uh, what's his name? Jack. Jack Skellington. Yep. Jack. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, it's so cool that, you know, I mean, and everybody is having to do this. Everyone's having to adapt. And like, you know, at first it was really hard for the kids to like kind of, understand that they didn't always have this like someone looking over their shoulder constantly so it was like it was hard to keep up with the work that they had to do and uh oh, you probably were teaching weren't you not me 
Uh, I work from home also. So we had my wife's sister uh, was able to work from our house. Oh, wow. And so she worked a couple days a week and then would, you know, facilitate the the teaching or whatever. Oh, that's nice. uh, Yeah, it was pretty intense. I had to step in occasionally when there were meltdowns and stuff. But it happens. (laughs) It happens. But, you know, it was tough because, like, I mean, like our youngest one, he's just like, he didn't understand that you could type something and get it done because they had the option. You could either write it and mail it or you could type it and just email it. Okay. He was fixated with the fact that, like, he had to handwrite this thing. And I was like, no, you really don't. Like, don't worry about it. Just type it. It's <laughs> like, that's not what it says. And I'm like, no, it says this or. The or. Like, I'm sitting there <laughs> circling with my finger the word or. And he's just like, no, no, no. And I was like, I'm going to lose my mind. Like, it's insane. And How do I explain this to you in a way you understand? <laughs> yeah. That was like, oh, my God. That was early April. And oh I was just goodness. like, Jesus, this is going to this is gonna be terrible forever. <sighs> but uh, they got used to it. And I'm kind of seeing the summer just, like, fly by at breakneck speeds. And I'm like, oh, man, here we go. It's going to happen again. Yeah, it's going to happen round two. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, that's what, I mean, and we're looking for things like this, you know, activities and and things like that that they can do because, I mean, especially like the older one, Mm -hmm. he rips through his homework in like 20 minutes. He's just like, done. (laughs) And then it's like, can I go play video games? And it's like, dude, don't sit up there and do that all day. Like, you know, you have to do other things and and stuff. So, yeah, things like this, I think are going to be fun. And they're both like interested in art. They draw a lot and, you know, they do some like creative things and make crafts and stuff like that. So I think this will be good for them. Well, I mean, the other thing too is in Latrobe, you've heard of the Great American Banana Split uh, celebration. Oh yeah, well, a couple times. They're trying to make it virtual now, um, so we were asked to do an art tutorial for that. So Seth has a banana split art tutorial. Yeah, um, and we made sure it was supplies from home for that one as well. So mm-hmm. to make it more accessible, you know, not everybody can go out to the store and buy stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah especially know. now, like yeah. you know, a pack of crayons or a pack of colored pencils and paper and stuff. You know, you're good to go with this one. So, yeah. so we're still going to be filming that very shortly here, and then have that up on the festival website whenever they, you know, do that festival. Sweet. So, um, I'm interested to see how it's going to go virtually. Yeah, honestly. absolutely. I mean, it's there's no end in sight. So no. it's just kind of like, you know. And even though, like, if we do get to go back to normal, I mean, we still now have these avenues where it's like maybe people can't leave the house for different reasons. Um, You know, they can still be involved in things like businesses got an extra, you know, revenue stream or got a little bit more creative to be able to, like, you know, broaden their horizons you know, to everybody. And Latrobe, it really did spur some of the businesses to create on online shops, mm-hmm. uh, really, which not all of them had and or didn't have to a great extent. And, you know, we're looking down, moving everything online too, like having our artwork that's up for sale uh, in the art center, you know, trying to get that online if we can. Yeah. So, you know, um, it's it's really something we wanted to do, but we were looking maybe you know, maybe a year or two down the road or something. This really is spurring us to try to keep up, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing, actually. I don't think so either. I mean, it's, you know, we talk about it, me and, like, business people that, you know, I'm friends with or have on the show. We sit and we talk about, like, <clears throat> like Twitter. Yeah. Who, like, came out and just said, like, hey, if you guys want to work from home, work from home. I mean, it's 
it's enabling businesses to finally realize that, hey, maybe they don't have to pay all this rent every single month for this building or, you know, something like that. Um, and then people, it's just like, if I don't have to spend, you know, a million dollars in gas driving to Pittsburgh every single day uh-huh. for a year, yes. you know, that's, and then parking. I mean, there's places down there that don't even provide their employees parking. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> like, I mean, that's like two or $300 a month that you're spending on parking. Oh yeah. That's nuts. It, it really is. And it, it honestly, like, like my, my fiance works from home and he, mm-hmm. uh, works at a, uh, in downtown Pittsburgh. He's been loving this because, you know, he gets to, doesn't have to drive an hour uh, yeah. and 15 minutes when it's good traffic. To For, get yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> an hour and 15 to get back home. You know, he's not out of the house for 12 hours a day. And then mm-hmm. um, he doesn't have to deal with, uh, oh, like the only expense I feel like we've really incurred is just he drinks more coffee. And That's <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so we were going through coffee like crazy, which we weren't before. But other than that, you know, he has everything set up and mm-hmm. we're not planning on bringing them back anytime soon, you know. Yeah. Um, and this was a company that didn't think that work from home was quite a viable option until they were forced to make it a viable option. Right. Yeah. You know, um, and, and it, it seems like it's going well for the most part. That's good. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. I think that like, you know, companies are now seeing that like there is a way to do it. They can trust their employees, uh-huh. you know, because employees are just like, you know, I, I feel like they're just like, no, I swear to God, I'll do it. I'll do my work. I'll do it. And they were just like, no, we're not going to try it. Well, they got forced to try it, and now it's like, okay, everything's okay. Like, we're still doing, uh, everyone's getting their work done and things like that. Well, that was the thing. Like, we had our employees working from home, and yeah. on, honestly, like, I never had any issues. It wasn't, you know, if I'd asked for something, I'd be like, well, here's the deadline, you know, put in the hours when you can, you know, and yeah, it was great. Like, I, I know the one, uh, I, you know, I might do a call and follow up and see how they're doing, and you know, um, our one staff member, Jada, I'd be like, well, how's this thing going? And she'd be like, Oh, you know, I'm just going to work on some of it tonight. Like, she kind of worked on it whenever she felt like, you know, yeah. and just trust her to put those hours in. You know, and she didn't have to do that nine to five. She could do it at eight at night if she felt like it. It's nice. You know? I mean, like, sometimes when I, like, I used to work for video down at American Eagle. Uh, I was a video director down oh. there for a while. Okay. So, there were some times that, like, in the morning, I wasn't feeling my most creative. <laughs> I wasn't, like, you know, so it would have been nice to be able to say, like, you know what, I'm going to go... I don't know, go run or go do this or go take a bike ride, get woken up, like, you know, feel my alive first. And then I'm going to sit down and like, you know, edit this video or do something like that. Oh, my best work hours are like 10 at night to three in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, Honestly, like I really zone in around like, you know, this time in the afternoon and, you know, I can work all, you know, past dinner and things like that. Like I, that's, this is my area right now your sweet spot yep this is where i'm at but yeah it's nice to see that people are you know able to do it now and everybody's kind of you know adjusting to it i don't know it's it's pretty important to have the option you know to keep your job obviously so Mm -hmm. i mean it's pretty nice to watch people like just doing you know their own thing and being more responsible for their own lives and things well, and I think people stayed connected, too. Like, I was getting, I mean, I'd spend some full work days on the phone with people, just checking in and seeing how they're doing, whether it was artists or, you know, our patrons or, uh, you know, even some of the local businesses and such. And, like, it was just, everyone kept connected. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of missed that because I feel like, you know, we went back into the into the Art Center May 18th and, 
you know, we've seen those people in person, but in some ways it's like everyone's still kind of doing their own things. And yeah. Time, you know. <laughs> Everything was working so well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, pluses and minuses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do you guys have any, uh, anything else that you wanted to, to throw out, like as far as events or plugs or anything like that? <laughs> Uh, well, everything's always changing every day, but our yeah. cafe is open. Uh, Weekly Just Cafe in the Art Center. If you haven't been, uh, it is, it's open uh, 10 to 5. Uh, Rita is a legit Italian lady from Italy. <laughs> fantastic food. Oh, yeah. It's like the best food ever. The soups are amazing. Soups, yeah. the salads, the sandwiches are insane. I especially recommend the Stradicella soup and the Caprese sandwich. Yeah. Um, but, um, I mean, all of her specials are, are amazing. Uh, she had chicken cacciatore yesterday, which was really good. Jeez, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, they were doing takeout throughout all this. Um, that was a little awkward, though, because since the art center was closed, but the cafe was open at some points during the quarantine, like, we had to put, like, dividers up on the, the yeah. uh, doorways uh, to the second and third galleries. But, um, you know, and put some signs up and stuff. But, you know, people... Uh, you know, did take the takeout um, up until things opened up again. And then that business kind of died off yeah. rather quickly. She still does takeout if requested. It's just she was having buying specialty to go dinners and such. And she okay. hasn't done that so much anymore. So, yeah. but you can always call ahead and arrange something with her too. She's very flexible and easy. So yeah. on that score. So awesome. We yeah. like, I have uh, one of my big clients is Adelphi. So okay. uh, those girls are down there like constantly getting lunch. Nice. But um, anytime we have a shoot, that's where we have lunch <laughs> and we're down and I just, I go nuts. Like, I'm just like, oh, I want this. Like, I always forget how big the salads are. I know. I always go down and I'm like, oh yeah, just give me a chicken salad. And then all of a sudden it sits down and it's like humongous. I'm like, okay, I have a tray now of green stuff. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> it's so big. It's insane. And like some, the first time I went with my mom. Uh, who works down at the city, the administration building oh, down there. Oh, okay. So we walked up, had lunch, and I got soup and a salad, and I was like, oh, my God. What like, what did I do? I just ordered, like, lunch and dinner. Oh, she gives so much food. In yeah. fact, there was there was a point, people might hate me for saying this, but there was a point we were just like, Rita, you might need to raise the prices just a little bit because <laughs> you're, giving, you're practically giving this food away. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's not expensive at all. It's so awesome. You know. Like, it, everyone it really should go try is. that food. It's so good. Yeah, that neighborhood salad, I can make two meals out of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily. It's amazing. It's Speaking good. of the neighborhood, you guys do sell some, like, Fred Rogers type merchandise over there. I got myself a mug. It's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Sweater changing mug? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's the one I got. That is awesome. Y'all, we have Post-it notes now. Uh, well, sticky notes, I guess Post-it's branded. So, um, with, like, sweaters and, um, you know, Mr. Roger characters and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, selling some of the Funko Pop characters. So, we have him with a green sweater with a trolley and also him uh the tom hanks as mr rogers Funko yeah. pop one too so he's got a daniel tiger puppet in his hand that's awesome uh so that was fun though because uh, i we uh we get that stuff partially through the mcfeely rogers foundation in mm-hmm. town they provide some of that stuff but then we go and find other merchandise and we'll supplement that too we got t-shirts too nice. all these great t-shirts um you know some that are strictly latrobe some that are uh you know, more just Mr. Rogers, mm-hmm. um, you know, some Daniel Tiger plushies. It's great. Um, that's stuff we really hope to get once we get an online shop going too. Yeah. We'll probably start with that, you know, the Mr. Rogers stuff first, since it'll be mm-hmm. easier to ship than the artworks. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was I was thinking about that when you were saying it. I was like, man, I'm like, oh, we thinking, have shipped uh, before. It just yeah. becomes very complicated, so we need to streamline it a little bit. Um, but you know, Mr. Rogers stuff's much easier to ship. So, oh, yeah. uh, well, we were supposed to have Mr. Rogers Family Day this year in June, and then that's it got canceled. Yep. Um, you know, but we were all supposed to go. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it was just one of those things we didn't know how to, you know, it, and because it's one of those events where it's not something we really make money off of. It's just more of a community thing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, so many volunteers putting their time and effort into this, you know, so having it virtually was kind of going to be hard because that's more investment we have to make, you know, um, and somehow do it that way. So maybe next year if we have to make it virtual, we will, but, you know, yeah. eh, fingers crossed that. You know, yeah, let's hope this is going. Um, <laughs> but we still do have the Mr. Rogers merchandise there still. Yeah. So um, I love it. Yeah, Remember, oh, yeah. I need an easy gift on those sweater changing mugs. Oh, goes that, on my list. Yeah, that thing's <laughs> awesome. So I've never actually even used it. I have it sitting in, we have a China closet. <laughs> and I have like a bunch of cool mugs and stuff up there. Like I have the um, uh, Christmas vacation, like the glass moose mug. Okay. I've got that. I've got my Mr. Rogers mug up there. There's a couple other ones up there. <laughs> Pretty fun stuff. I don't know when I turned old and started collecting coffee mugs and stuff, but here I am. You turn into your parents somehow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've seen those commercials on TV. But, uh, yeah. Do you have anything else? Um, I mean, I said just keep checking our website, uh, yeah. latrobartcenter.org. Uh, when we put classes up, they'll go up on there. We You can sign up for our email list on there as well and our social media. We're very active on social media. Um you know, you can tell though it's a busy week if all you see are our art of the day posts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing is, you can see what kind of artwork we do sell at the mm-hmm. art center through there. And we actually sold some pieces through social media before. So that's cool. You know, and that's great. Our, all of our artists, they're local and regional artists for the most part. We have a couple that are, you know, expats from Latrobe who want to have their artwork displayed there. Mm-hmm. But everyone's so talented. It's, it's wonderful to see the artworks um, that they really come up with. Uh, and we see them improve year after year, too. So, please, if you haven't checked us out, please do. Um, we'll get everything up on our website, you know, gradually. And we'll, we'll, we'll work as this continuing pandemic situation uh, yeah. progresses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see how that goes. You guys are uh, Latrobe Art Center on uh, Facebook? Yes. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Instagram. Yes, uh, and we have a YouTube channel too, so you can check out our tutorials we created over quarantine on there. But it's also on That's our awesome. website. Um, oh, last thing too. Well, we we do have a fundraiser coming up. Uh, we actually have a fundraiser here at the Jamison Farm mm-hmm. uh, in Latrobe. They it's um, just a night of just eating delicious food that they make. So if that you really like good. lamb, it's perfect. <laughs> now it is a hundred dollars a plate, um, mm-hmm. but it's on the farm they have outdoor seating there and you know i just talked to suki jameson yesterday they're able to socially distance everybody so that's fantastic you know staff wears the mask they have the gloves they um normally they would have everything like two lines of picnic tables but now they're breaking them off into groups so you know it'll be a little more intimate that way yeah um but it's it's a wonderful event this is my third year going to that event and i'm really looking forward to it and i'm glad we're still able to have it yeah we'll be limiting the number of people you know, even though it's outdoors, we still will be limiting the number of people, so it's safe for everybody. Yeah, and that information for that is uh, that's on, on your website, latrobartcenter.org. Uh, the event is on. Ooh, I should know this off the top of my head. Uh, July twenty fifth or twenty sixth? Which one's a Sunday? <laughs> One of those, <laughs> the twenty sixth. Okay. So, so July twenty sixth, five to eight p.m. 
Um, and all the proceeds go directly to the art center. This is something that Jameson Farms does for us for free to raise money. So wow. uh, John and Suki are amazing. Very awesome. Really sweet. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate uh, that you drove the whole way here from <laughs> Latrobe so far away. Well, thank you, Jordan. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'm glad know. we finally got you on. It's I know. Been, uh, <laughs> we've been, you know, getting back and forth at each other, you know, over Facebook and stuff for a while, so... Glad that it happened. Well, I'm glad to have this conversation. It was it's it's a lot of fun just talking about the art center without any real set agenda, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Well, thanks so much. Okay, thank you. All right, there she goes, Lauren Bunches from the Latrobe Art Center. You can connect with the Latrobe Art Center through Facebook and Instagram, and you can check them out at thelatrobeartcenter.org. All of those links are down in the show notes, so go ahead and check them out. I hope you guys enjoyed this show. If you did, go ahead and give this a share. You can help out local businesses and nonprofits and uh, podcasts. Hint, hint. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you next week.